The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. We say good morning, State Comptroller Susanna Mendoza. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Sam. I'm doing well. How are you? Fine. Thank you, ma'am. All of a sudden, uh, there's some words, phrases uh, no longer in your wheelhouse, in your vocabulary, or whatever the case might be. Tell us the good news. <laughs> I know. Backlog is a bad, bad word, Sam. We're no longer going to use it because, um, as of yesterday, I paid down the remaining $297 million of short-term interfund, uh, short-term borrowing. And we are completely paid up on all the federal loans, on the short-term borrowing loans. And for the first time in many, many, many years, uh, we no longer have a backlog of unpaid bills. We now have an accounts payable, uh, which means that that's just the, you know, the normal everyday cost of running uh, government is what the bills that we have on hand. And my oldest bill as of today is only 16 days old. Oh my gosh. So while the weather seems gloomy, our forecast for the financials is looking better than ever right now. Uh, people are going to ask and you write the checks and do that and make sure they're out on time, timely fashion. Where did the money come from? Where did we benefit where we were able to do this uh, and now you paying the bills on a timely fashion and eliminating some phrases uh, that nobody wanted to talk about? Where'd the money come from? Well, remember, I used to talk about it all the time, right? So yep, you say nobody wanted to talk about it. I think it's critically important to talk about our problems, right? Because yep. that's the way to shine light on them and make sure that we fix them. So when you ask about where did the money come from, remember this, let me just say it did not happen overnight. Okay. And it did not happen because of federal stimulus funds. The ARPA funds that, you know, we're being talked about how to spend them right now. Okay. Um, those did not go towards the bill backlog at the time. In fact, I paid the bill backlog down to about $2.9 a year ago. So for a whole year now, before getting a penny of the federal stimulus funds, um, I've, all you know, since last year, this is, again, pre-federal stimulus, I brought the bill backlog down to $2.9 billion, and we had gotten two credit upgrades before we got that federal relief money in, um, and my bill payment cycle had been cut to well under 30 days. So all of this happened before the, the federal stimulus, sure. but it started back in 2017. You might recall that I used to t- go on your show and talk about the need to do a bond deal, Right. that uh, we had a $16.7 billion backlog of unpaid bills that the state was paying 12% interest on a year, which is brutal. And I was advocating, and unfortunately at the time, Governor Rauner was fighting me on this deal, um, to do a deal that would allow us to go to the market with $6 billion worth of bonds, but at a much lower interest rate. So we were able to swap six billion dollars that we were paying 12 percent interest on for a much better uh three and a half percent interest that at the time sam allowed me to take six billion dollars of cash and then target every single federal matching bill opportunity i could where if i pay a dollar towards medicaid let's say the federal government will give me 50 cents and so i turned six billion into closer to nine billion um this is in 2017 right and I was able to shave $9 billion off that $16.7 billion backlog. And that's been the approach that I've taken over the last four years, right? It's been to maximize every single federal matching dollar we can. 
um, and uh, stretch the value of a dollar, just like people do in their own homes, right, every chance they can. You can think of the federal match as kind of like a coupon or a reimbursement, right? And so you want to take advantage of that as much as possible. I utilized every financial tool under the sun that I had access to. Uh, we passed legislation with the treasurer's office that would allow me to borrow $400 million tranches from him at 3.5%, and we're paying the Illinois Treasury back that money instead of going uh, giving 3.5% interest to uh, the marketplace. And so we really had to get creative on how to utilize financial tools to best stretch the value of every tax dollar possible. And I'm super proud of the job that I've done managing uh, not just through the pandemic, but starting back uh, during the previous administration, even before Governor Pritzker was governor. You know, I had the opportunity to, to knock that bill backlog down right. by nine. And then with Governor Pritzker, we've taken the right steps as well. Um, but, you know, my office has been instrumental in this turnaround, and I, I couldn't be prouder of the job we've done. Tell me about the priorities. How did you decide uh, when there were all these bills in waiting to be paid? How did you decide? What well, was it strictly on date? The oldest got addressed first, or was it uh, was there more to it than maybe uh, the nature of the business and waiting for money and so on and so forth? How did you decide the priorities? Well, number one, when I walked into the office, you'll remember, Sam, um, the safe, social safety net had been decimated, right? I mean, right. we had social service providers who hadn't been paid in nine months plus. Uh, the average payment cycle back then was 210 business days. That's, that's you know, nine and a half months on average, right? So some people hadn't been paid for two years when I became controller. And uh, the worst part was that the most vulnerable people in Illinois were at the very back of the line. So nursing homes, hospice care, children and adults with disabilities. It was sickening. So the first thing I did on my very first is a prioritization schedule, and we put vulnerable groups at the front of the line. Uh, they were hemorrhaging, and they needed help immediately, and so I got to work on doing that. And I've always said, if we do nothing else right as a government, we need to make sure that we take care of our most vulnerable people first. And so that's what I've done. And also, um, when I prioritize bills, I look for every single bill that will give me a federal match because that doesn't cost Illinois state taxpayers money. That's uh, an incentive that the federal government gives you to pay certain bills. So anything that gives a federal match, I put also towards the very front of the line because that's the best way to stretch the value of every state tax dollar to give me a better return. And so when you employ those tactics, uh, you prioritize people first. Um, those companies that are, let's say, international conglomerates that have billions and billions of dollars, they can afford to wait a little longer than a struggling nursing home, right, that's on the verge of missing a payroll or a hospital or a college that might miss their debt service and then uh, see their credit tanked, right? So it was a lot of um, – they we had lots of difficult decisions, but it's never been difficult for me to prioritize, you know, struggling people first. So um, you remember those days back I during sure the, um, the budget impasse, and they were horrible, and I never want our state to go there again. But, you know, we've traveled a long way and I would say record time, frankly, to be able to turn around the state's financials in oh, it's my first term, essentially, still, right? I've only been in office for five years. So um, I'm very proud of the work we've done. And there's more work to do, of course, right? We're not entirely out of the woods yet. We still have to make sure that we don't ever get back to uh, a a payment cycle that, you know, hurts vendors across Illinois. But today we're paying faster than we have in decades. It's the fastest vendor payment cycle in decades. And like I said, my oldest voucher is 16 days old. That would seem also, it would pretty much 
seem impossible to have achieved five years ago, but that's exactly where we are today, so I'm pretty happy. I've got about a minute to go. I know you've talked about this before, but to the team you've assembled uh, there in the Comptroller's office, that's a special group of people. Oh, my goodness. You know, they are the best in the world. I, I There's no way that I could have accomplished everything that we've accomplished without this amazing team of um, dedicated employees. And I don't know if your folks listening ever get to talk to some random person they meet that happens to work for the controller's office. I hope they say thank you, because honestly, these folks are so dedicated to the job, and they all lead with their hearts, and, and we're very proud of where we've brought the state um, to this day, you know, and it couldn't happen without the amazing people that I get to work with. They're just awesome. I always tell the governor, he may think he's got a bunch of hot shots working over there, but <laughs> ours are the best. And so no matter who you are, controller's office is where you want to be. Susanna Mendoza, oh, you're one of the best. Always thanks for the visit. We will talk to you down the line. Thanks, Sam. Have a great day, buddy. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.